This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey, where DraftKings has even more money up for grabs throughout the week. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Spurscast episode 608. My name is Paul Garcia and I'm your host here on the Spurscast. Today I'll be joined by Project Spurs writer Victoria Viriel. In this episode, Vicky and I will discuss the Spurs' improvement on both sides of the court from the three point line and Derek White returning to his prior level of play. Let's go ahead and get started here. Vicky, how have you been? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing well myself. So, you know, the Spurs are doing well as well. You know, we've seen that with this team compared to just a few weeks ago when they were on that five-game losing streak. There's been a lot more winning going on um, with this team. So let's let's jump right into this episode. So uh, it's been quite a while since I've last recorded. Um, There's actually been five games that have passed, but the Spurs have been playing, um, you know, good basketball during that time. Uh, They have gone three and two in these last five games. So let's do do a quick little recap of how they've been performing. So let's begin first, unfortunately, with a bad loss. Um, Last Friday, uh, you know, you and I recorded this on Friday afternoon uh, a week ago. Um, last Friday, they lost by one point to the Portland Trailblazers at home in San Antonio. Um, the Spurs, this is not this is a bad loss because, for one, the Spurs were favored in this game. Uh, Dame Lillard was out for Portland. Uh, and then also the Spurs built a 16-point lead, but then the Blazers came back against them and won the game. And, and this is the first time that happened where the Spurs were up by 15, uh, and, and they let a big lead go. Uh, you know, they're now 18-1 and in that stat. Then we move on to... Um, to Saturday was the second out of a back-to-back, and the Spurs get an excellent win here. They were uh, they go to Phoenix and they they defeat the Suns by 26 points. Uh, you know they were up by as many as 31, and this is an impressive win because for one, Phoenix was favored by 12, but the Spurs also sat multiple veteran players. They sat Demar Derozan, Jakob Pertl, and Patty Mills. We know that they got fined later on that week for doing that, and Phoenix was fully healthy, and so you know the Spurs actually just you know pr- pretty much wiped the floor with Phoenix. Then um, the next game on, on a Monday this past week was a, you know, it was more of a t- taking care of business kind of win for the Spurs. They won by 15 at the Pacers at, uh, in Indiana. Uh, the Spurs were favored in this game, and also the Pacers were missing um, Miles Turner and um, Sabonis as well. So the Spurs basically took care of business there. Um, on on a Wednesday, the Spurs went back home and they faced the Heat, and this was a kind of an understandable loss. You know, Miami was favored by they were barely favored in this game, uh, and it was a pretty close game. But then in the second half, the Heat used their zone defense, which they're really good at. They're the best in the league. 
Philadelphia doing so, uh, you know, as we've seen. And so they ended up getting a comfortable 20-point win, the Heat, uh, against San Antonio. Then the most recent game was uh, another one of those games where the Spurs took care of business. They won by 15 points against the Pistons in San Antonio at home. Uh, the Spurs were favored by this in, in this game, and also uh, both San Antonio and Detroit sent multiple players. So uh, what do you want to say about um, you know, anything from these, these last five games? Um, you know, I'm just really pleased with the way they've looked. Honestly, I mean, I know we can't contribute any of this to any one player, but since Lonnie Walker's return, mm-hmm. it's looked like a world of a difference for them. You know, they had that really rough losing streak. Now it's, you know, a couple weeks back when that kind of ended and they were starting, they started to be able to win again. Um, But it felt like we were never going to see a win from the Spurs for like the longest time. So really, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of improvement. I know we're going to talk about three-point shooting, which I'm really excited to talk about. And then also, Mm -hmm. you know, just seeing a lot more contribution from Derek White. I really think that he's starting to, you know, fit in and find his place again after being out and having just an injury-ridden and illness-ridden beginning of the season, um, or first half, I guess. So, yeah, there have been a lot of positives. Um, You know, they... They're stuck in a tight place right now, being in tenth in the tenth spot. But I think they've got a pretty nice, uh, comfortable lead in, ahead of um, the. Oh gosh, who is it in eleven? Uh, the, Pel- the Pelicans, the Pelicans. And, the, and the Thunder. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, so, so let's look at the state of the team where they stand right now. As you just said, there, um, there's only 14 games left now. We're getting here t- toward the end of the season. Uh, they're 29 and 29 after last night's after last night's win. They uh, they moved up to ninth, but they oh, could move back to nice. but but they but but they could move back to tenth t- today if uh, Golden State wins. So if, if the right. Warriors if the Warriors get a win, they could, the Spurs could fall back to tenth by the by the time this evening happens. Uh, the Spurs have have made a minor improvement on offense. They moved up from 19th to 18th since I last recorded. They've also moved back into the top 10 defensively, where they're tenth nice. now. They were 11th last time I had. A, I had recorded. Uh, as far as lottery position, because they're now ninth, that's actually gotten made their odds worse. Right now, they would get the 14th <laughs> pick as a projection because they did better. So, in a way, if they can't get seven or eight, then they'd probably want to stay at 10 because that's a better mm-hmm. lottery pick for them, uh, most likely. And then, you know, just looking at the schedule going forward, they do have now the actual hardest schedule left in the league. Um, you know, it, it used to be Houston, but now, as of this, as I most recently checked, it's the Spurs. Uh, and there's still no consecutive days off for this team until the end of the season. And like we mentioned earlier, they're five and th- they're five and three since that five game losing streak. So, do you want? say anything about the state of the team how they're doing um i think they're on good track right now uh i do think that those teams that are in the play-in projection right now they're all kind of you know fluctuating we've seen dallas go through bouts of pretty bad um you know losing bouts here and there so i really do think anything could still happen between now and you know these 14 games that the spurs have um, so I think for now they're going to continue with the trying strategy. Um, but like you said, you know, they're in a little bit of a tough situation with the, you know, looking forward to the draft and the potential pick if they do, you know, if they want to look forward, if they want to be forward thinking and think about the future of the team, is it better to just, you know, remain in 10th and yes, still go to the plan, but the ninth position really doesn't give them a better option unless they're up in the seventh or eighth seed. There's not really a positive to being in the ninth right now. Um, yeah. Sorry. 
Yeah, yeah. And so something you mentioned earlier was that, you know, just the fact that they're they're pretty comfortable that they're going to, like, you know, as far as, like, my schedule looking for them, um, forward for them, uh, I pretty much penciled in that they're going to be in either that 9th, 10th game or, or the 7th, uh, 8th game. Right. Uh, because it just looks like, like you said, um, you know, the, the, the Pelicans and the Thunder, they're just running out of games to catch up to the Spurs. They're not playing, like, excellent basketball either. Mm-hmm. And so even if the Spurs struggle here down the stretch, like, you know, maybe they play 500, just slightly below 500 ball, it's, they're just going to run at the other teams that are trying to chase them. They're just going to run out of, out of, out of games to try to catch the Spurs or the Warriors. And so I think that in a way, it just they look as of right now that you're not recording this, they just look like they're in a com- comfortable position to get into that, at least that play-in game. Uh, and then, you know, the Spurs actually eliminated uh, the Rockets and the Timberwolves with that yes. win yesterday just from, from getting into uh, getting into the playoffs, even though we know that those teams are tanking and, you know, trying to get the best pick. So um, let's move on to our second topic here. And this is uh, the improvement from, from three on both sides uh, of the court for the Spurs lately. So, um, you know, let's first talk about their offense. One thing I've seen is, um, you know, the, they, they have improved in their wide-open three-point accuracy. Now, so they're, so they're now making 37.6% of their wide-open threes, which is 22nd, which obviously isn't great. You know, that doesn't sound very good. But they were 25th, you know, just a week ago. So, yeah. so we have seen some slight, slight improvement from this team. A big part of that is a player that you mentioned earlier, Lonnie Walker, the fourth being back. He's been on fire from three. Oh, He's yes. now shooting 42% on wide open threes, which is tied with Patty Mills. So, that, so that they are the top two players in making wide open threes. And then also, you know, the three-point line is the biggest struggle for the Spurs this entire season. Um, they always mm-hmm. lose that battle for the majority of the season. But they've actually been winning the battle or at least tying their opponent in that battle. So in five of their last eight games, they've actually either won the three-point line or at least tied their the opponent. And we know that that's a huge issue for this team because that's their biggest um, deficit area is the three-point line. So what do you want to say about their offense on, from three? Well, it's been looking amazing. Uh, yes, like you said, um, Lonnie Walker, of course, that's really awesome to see from a young player, um, for him to be taking that sort of leadership position in the distance shooting. Um, he's got a lot of confidence. I really like his stroke. And, you know, I know he's doing really well on wide open threes, but, you know, even the contested ones, he's looking really great. Um, And then also Derek White has Mm -hmm. been really awesome from behind the three. Um, I think, you know, he had something like, where was it? Let me see. He shot, well, you know, six of 11 against the Pacers. That's Mm -hmm. pretty impressive. And I know that's, you know, on the good end of things, but he's trying more and he's attempting more. Which is great because, you know, the more that you attempt, hopefully, the more you're going to make. So I think just seeing that and having multiple players on the team shooting a lot more threes is really giving the Spurs a lot. They're, you know, they're knocking them down and then they build that confidence. They realize that they can knock it down. So they've looked great. Hopefully this can continue because, like you said, that's definitely been one of their woes. And in the league today, especially, they need to perform well from the three. So I'm, I'm excited seeing how they're looking. Hopefully this continues through the end of the season. And I think um, two other players who have, who have actually been shooting pretty well from, from three as well are DeJounte Murray. You know, he's been a little bit more confident with yes. his three ball when he has to take it. Uh, he's actually, I'm just looking it up now, he's, he's making 38% of his wide open threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Keldon Johnson has also been shooting well, even though I can't see his numbers here. I don't know why they're not popping up. But Keldon's <laughs> also, oh, there they are, um, 36%. You know, it's not great, but it's still, you know, he's, he's making more than 33%, um, right. which is getting over a point per shot. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that even, even those players who are kind of hesitant to take threes and, and they use it as their last resort, even they, they have been shooting pretty well in DeJounte and Keldon 
as well uh, on those wide open threes. Now let's go ahead and look at the defense on on, on, on the three ball, and this is this is a, a huge improvement for this team. You know, lately, uh, so one thing we've seen um, in the data is um, improvement in limiting opponent threes. Um, you know, they're they're back into the top ten of not giving up three point looks. Uh, there's teams are only averaging thirty two point eight against them attempts, which is ninth for the Spurs. Uh, opponent three point accuracy has also dropped. Uh, teams are now shooting thirty seven percent against them, which is twenty first, which obviously doesn't sound great, but you know, again, it was it was worse a week ago. <laughs> Um, they've they've also held um, they've actually uh, kept op- opponents from generating wide open threes. And this is a stat that I track. Um, you know, for the for the season, the Spurs are you know letting teams get fifty four percent of their threes that are wide open. But in four of those last six games, uh, they've actually been uh, been holding to like 30, 36 percent in a lot of these games. So so they've been doing a good job of not not letting teams get those wide open threes. And then um, just something that Coach Pop said was that you know he's he's he mentioned recently in an interview that that the team is running opponents. They are running opponents off the three point line. So I know that there's two stories to this it could be that they are finally getting more comfortable around each other they've, they've just grown better with their chemistry and so they're just getting better defensively and also part of it could be the teams that, that they're playing because as we've gone through some of these games we've talked about how, how multiple teams have been resting a lot of players and just players have been in and out of the lineups um, and maybe some of these teams aren't, aren't very good three-point shooting teams as well so there, there is some give and take there in the data but what do you want to say about their defense from what you've seen Right. Well, like you said, there's a lot of factors that could play into that. But I do think that there was some sort of switch that turned on for them, you know, those six games back that I think they really started to um, realize that the end of the season was coming. They weren't in a position that they wanted to be in. And some certain players started stepping up a lot more. Um, And, you know, I don't know exactly what they changed, except, like you said, maybe the potential of resting players here and there and giving them the opportunity to be quicker on defense. Um, That could be it. But I, I mean, it's obvious when you lay out the stats like that, that they have improved greatly over the last six games. Um, It's amazing how well they're defending from three now. It's not great, like you said, Mm -hmm. in terms of like, you know, compared to other teams in the league, but compared to how they were performing, it's like an amazing improvement and something that, you know, definitely fans should be proud of. Um, And it's, it's great because there are, you know, those, you know, select players on the Spurs that are great defenders. Um, They just have it in them. But to see that, you know, maybe it's kind of rubbing off. Maybe the defensive chemistry is a little bit more there. It's taken a while this season, but I think finally having all the pieces together is giving them the opportunity to sort of fill in those holes. And, and it's obvious, you know, that it's happening even with the vets playing their minutes, their usual minutes. Um, it's working. So, you know, something they did is, is right or was right. And it's, it's showing. Yeah, and I just I just go back going back to the three point line battle. I mean that's that's the that's the the, the biggest um, you know difference for this team is that they, they, when you look up their their um, total points, um, you know they, they're winning the two point battle against every team in the league, and then also again mm-hmm. on the free throw line battle. But it's it's when you throw in the three point line that's where they're they're on minus thirty from there overall for the season. Not not, not for the whole season. I mean just in take it, terms of looking at other stats, they're they're minus thirty overall, and it's not just and it, there's like they're getting outscored by like three hundred points from the three point line. But that's a huge difference. Oh. You know if they, if they can win the three point battle, whether it's whether it's outscoring the opponent or whether it's just tying the, the, the opponent in threes, they're giving themselves a chance every night. We've seen that with a lot of these games lately where they've been holding teams, multiple teams below 100 points. So, right. so again, that, that's a huge um, stride for this team, especially you know if they get into that 9-10 um, playoff battle, um, that, that first, that one game 
play, and then if they were to win that game, well, then they can move on against the seven or eight seed. And so again, if you take away, um, you know, the, the biggest disadvantage for this team, and, and, and you start making that either an advantage or at least tying it and making it kind of like a level playing field, then they're going to have a, a pretty good shot here. Um, you know, going totally. Forward. Yep. Let's go ahead and move on to our third topic, and that's uh, Derek White kind of getting back to his old stuff. We've, as you mentioned earlier, you know, we've seen a lot of progress from Derek White. Um, you know, now that now that he's finally getting healthy, uh, you know, he's dealt with multiple injuries. You know, before the season, he was out uh, after the bubble for that for he had off season surgery um, on, on his foot. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and of course, during the season, we know that, that he was amongst the players that got COVID in February as well. So Derek's mm-hmm. just, and then, oh, he had another injury, remember, in, in um, I think it was a toe injury in January oh, when yes. he first came back. So, yeah, so he's just been kind of plagued by the by the injury bug all year, but he's finally getting healthy. And we've seen him um, his his progression kind of develop here in March and April now that he's been on the floor for pretty much all these games. So so as we've seen here, let's first talk about his offense. I'm scoring by month in February, 11.2 points in March, 14.4 points. So it's increased by about three points. Then in April right now that the month's not even over. He's actually average, averaging 18 and a half points. Um, his three-point accuracy and attempts has also risen. Um, in February, he was, he was attempting 5.7 threes, which was, he was shooting 32%. In March, he was averaging six and a half threes, so about one more three a game, uh, 33% accuracy. And then now in April, he's, he's, at, he's attempting 7.8 threes and making 36%. And I think something interesting there is that um, Derek told us in a recent interview that, you know, in the offseason when he was hurt, you know, because of the surgery, he just really could not work on his three. And so okay. he's really not had a chance to even work on, on, his, on his outside shot. And now that, now that he's finally getting that time, uh, and it's just, I guess, in the in-game pretty much progression, we're starting to see, see his three ball come back. And that's huge because aside from Lonnie and Patty, he's one of the top three players who attempts threes on this team. And so he's responsible for a huge volume of their threes and makes of their threes. Uh, just last night against the uh, the Pistons, Coach Pop said after the game, I think that he's gotten to the point where he's almost his old self. So even Coach Pop sees that Derek's finally getting back to his old, his former self. Um, just his shot profile, you know, where do his shots come from? His his, his first att- um, his first shot is, is the three ball. 54% of his shots come from three, then 39% of his shots come in the paint so we know he likes to attack and then only eight percent of his shots come from the mid-range so he really avoids that area unless he really really has to in a possession um he's now third behind patty and lonnie on launching pull-up threes and that's huge because a lot of defenses like to go under on the spurs on screens so patty lonnie and Derek are those three players who will you know uh, attempt a three against you if you're, if you're backing off of them um on drives his tendencies are to pass um shoot the ball or if not get to the free throw line uh he, he's excellent in assist percentage for for a wing um and then he also doesn't turn it over much uh he can create on his own if he needs to um, in a possession he's also good at drawing shooting fouls and then also the spurs we see as a team are outscoring opponents by 5.2 points per 100 possessions uh when he's on the floor that's in the 80th percentile according to cleaning the glass so so what do you want to say about what you've seen from Derek on offense well first off I'm a huge Derek advocate I have always really appreciated his style of play and I think that he has incredible court vision um I think that honestly I I would probably say that he's you know, I, I love DeJounte, but I would say that Derek has slightly better court vision and he really mm-hmm. knows how to bring out the best in the bigs. Um, it's something that I've noticed since he came back that, you know, Jakob Pertl performs so much better whenever Derek is on the floor. Um, and, you know, he does the same for Eubanks. He's just got that really good insight as to where everybody's at at every given time. So he's, you know, aside from that and seeing all of those positives while he, you know, while he's on the court. It's just amazing to me that he's second on the Spurs for blocks per game. Yes, um, that's just like, as a guard, I just, that just blows my mind. Um, and then, you know, yeah, like you said, in April, he's averaging 18.5 points. I mean, that's really great for him after those few months where he was really struggling and 
you know, I, for one, was kind of worried. Is he ever going to get back to it? You know, did COVID really affect him that much? I know a lot of players are who had COVID are sort of having a hard time getting back into it. But it seems like he's had a pretty good recovery now. And I think he is sort of back to where he where he was before. I think we could still see even a little bit more from him. Um, and it's definitely given the Spurs the advantage this month. Um and it's something to look forward to, you know, if they don't make it to the playoffs this year. Derek White is one of those players that's going to be the stronghold on the team, the consistent one. Um, and that, for me, is exciting. Yeah, you, that's, that's something that I was about to mention there, too, is what you just said there was like, this is a glimpse of what the future could look like. Because mm-hmm. in the event that, you know, DeRozan decides to leave uh, the team, well, then Derek's going to be pretty much, it looks here, like the primary playmaker. And we saw that just a glimpse of that yesterday against the Pistons where he averaged, where he got 26 points. And, and we see that, that he's making that, those leaps. And especially, too, with like that pull-up three, with if Patty also leaves this offseason, well, then uh, Derek and Lonnie could become like the two the two go-to three-point um, um, shot makers for this team. So, yeah, there's definitely like, even if, the, even if the, this team, you know, doesn't get into the playoffs or doesn't go far, well, then at least this shows a, a, a kind of paints a picture of, of the kind of, um, you know, you know, um, progression that, that Derek and, and Lonnie can make. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to, to his defense. Uh, Derek, uh, something you just mentioned here was the oh, blocks. Yes. <laughs> um, he is he is elite in getting blocks for a wing player. He's fourth now, according to Cleaning the Glass, behind only Matisse Thibel, Keelan Martin Jr. and Derek Jones Jr. in blocks for a wing player. Wow. Um, op- opponents are scoring 0.7 points per 100 less when he's on the floor, which is about close to average. So, again, it's still good, though. They're, they're, they're not scoring more. Mm-hmm. Um when you look at him compared to all his teammates and just most defensive metrics, um, he's about you know he's he's about he's he's about a solid in most of those metrics. But there's nothing that he's like really bad at. But there's also nothing that he's really really good at in terms of some of those those base uh, defensive metrics like steals, blocks, defense, deflection. I mean not not blocks, uh, steals, deflections, fouls, all those different areas, rebounds. Um, he's actually he provides the Spurs a lot of versatility because he's able to switch with um, a primary matchups with Dejounte Murray. So whenever you look at the matchups each night, um, he, he and Dejounte pretty much share the same the same player that they're. That they're defending uh, because mm-hmm. they're so good about switching each either of them or just picking up someone on, on the other side of the court. And then also he's he's first on the team in charges drawn with 11. And then also when you look at him compared to all NBA players, he's actually 15th amongst wow. them. And, and, and that's interesting considering that we, like you mentioned earlier, Derek's pretty much missed a lot of the season. So um, what do you want to say about his defense? <laughs> um, defensively, I think that he's just a really great asset. You know, um, like you mentioned, like he's sort of just in the middle field for a lot of those other defensive metrics aside from blocks. Um, but honestly, I think that he's still doing well. I think the fact that we've got, you know, DeJounte Murray, who is an amazing, you know, he's got that wingspan and he gets so many steals. It sort of, you know, pushes Derek down a little bit. But I think that Derek, he provides a great defensive presence. Um, I think that he's really great at intimidating defenders um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that he's, you know, not afraid to get in their face and take the charge. Um, and he's just got really good timing at being able to get yeah. all these charges. Um, so he's, like I said, he's got great court vision. He knows where he needs to be at all times. Um, and yeah, like you said, that's amazing that he's 15th in the NBA having played, you know, maybe I, I don't know the exact number, but Mm -hmm. he's played a lot less than a lot of these other people who are up there ahead of him, I'm sure. So, you know, good for him. He's, he's really showing what he can do. And I hope that this just continues. I hope the injuries are done for him because Mm -hmm. I'm ready to see him continue playing. And if they do make the playoffs, I think that. You know, Derek's one of the ones who's had experience of the young core. Um, he was there the last time. I guess DeJounte was too. But, I mean, you know, he's he's got a little bit 
of that under his belt. So that'll be really nice. Yeah, for sure. And like you mentioned there, you know, he's pre- he's pretty much missed like two months of the season because he didn't make his way back to like to like uh, to February, mid February. Right. Um, so, so Spurs Scout sisters, don't forget to visit ProjectSpurs.com. We have a lot going on over on the website. Um, you know, analysis by Steven Anderson after each game, uh, after after they're completed. Um, Colin Reed continues to make those those audio and, and, and video um, um, uh, pieces. The latest one is uh, the PS Audio Extra, looking ahead to the 2021 offseason, the Spurs' cap situation. Uh, Michael DeLeon c- uh, continues to provide um, game previews before each game. Uh, our, our latest prospect watch uh, by Benjamin Bornstein is, is over Raekwon Gray, so make sure you check that out as the draft uh, you know approaches in the, in the the coming months and then also our newest writer rocky garza jr has has his latest piece called the spurs's youth-led win over sons offers uh, optimism for the future and this is a pretty good piece by rocky of just you know showing what what the future potential is when when the spurs set out all their veterans in that game that most recent win against the suns you saw a, a, what, what the future could look like for this team uh in that game so rocky kind of highlights that uh, in that piece thanks again to vicky for joining me here on the spurs cast and also to michael de leon for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at project spurs stay safe and have a great day Thank you.